You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Help! We suck at being newlyweds. With Dean Ungler, Halen Miller Keys, and Jared Haven. An iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thursday's special email episode of Help! We Suck at Being Newlyweds. If you're thinking to yourself, I could have sworn he said it was a Q&A episode this week. Well, you're not wrong. I did say that, but it's actually an email episode. Uh, it's our it's our it's our we're still we're still workshopping a lot of these things, but it's our now once monthly email extravaganza episode of help we suck at being newlyweds uh jared is still gone i think he's learning how to dance on broadway in new york or something like that and can i just can i vent with you real quick i so i like semi-occasionally listen back to our podcast episodes because like okay maybe i think i was on fire that day and i always wanted to hear myself be funny and see if i think it's just as funny listening to it back and every time i listen to the podcast and i hear my voice i sound so nasally or almost like I have too much saliva in my mouth. Have you ever thought that when I talked? Never. And that, but also I have misophonia. So I like hate hearing people chew or spit in people's mouths. It like really grosses me out and makes me angry. And I've never noticed that from you. But it's not like I, I just feel like my, the way my voice sounds, it sounds as if I have like a a half a cup of water in my mouth at all times. No, it does not. You're, you are the most critical person I have ever met of themselves. Like nobody is more critical of themselves than you are. You think you do everything wrong, everything poorly. You don't think you're as handsome as you are. There's nothing wrong with your voice or the way you look or anything. Shout out to the internet because we're all products of the internet these days. That's true. The internet can be a very dark place. Yeah, people were not happy that I'm a new co-host, but I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Who's not happy about that? The mean people in the um, rating our rating our podcast oh i thought i was all positive i only looked at the comments on instagram but no they said i'm very boring Ugh. yeah but we need, can't all be exciting we need boring <laughs> jared's got vanilla i've got erratic and you've got boring oh, i thought we were going with like ice cream toppings vanilla caramel oh yeah okay strawberry i'll be birthday cake jared is vanilla you can be strawberry okay. every every neapolitan needs strawberry Yes, I am necessary. 
Yes, you are necessary. All right. Well, like I said, we're going to read some emails. I promise we're going to read some emails. Um, thank you guys so much for emailing us, by the way. I want to give you an email address to keep these things coming. But truth is, I don't know if it's the same email. But helpisuckatdating at gmail.com is the old email. I'm sure we still have access to it. If you have any emails you want to send, please send them to there and we can get to them. This first one is from Carolina. Carolina says, I love my engagement ring as it has a very intricate setting, but any wedding bands I've tried on clash with the aesthetic of the engagement ring. Additionally, a lot of the jacket wedding bands are too bulky and make it look too much like a Super Bowl ring, which are the only option since a band on one side throws off the symmetry. Is it weird to mix? Is it weird to nix the wedding ring? Has anyone else run into the issue or do I just persevere and hope I find one I like? I'm going to defer because (laughs) I know nothing. Um, I think there are so many unique wedding band designs. Like you don't have to do a traditional one. I'm going to do a very non-traditional one. Um, there is Marrow Fine, M-A-R-R-O-W Fine has really unique, intricate, um, just they adapt to the most unique rings. And I think maybe that's your best bet because there's just so many great designs out there. Can't emphasize that enough. Kaylin's new engagement ring just got in. Um, and it's very beautiful. You saw it? <laughs> yeah, I have. Well, A, I picked it out, and B, yes, I took it out and I looked at it just to just to look at it. Kaylin and I <laughs> Kaylin and I had a funny argument about this not too long ago. It was not an argument. <laughs> a funny disagreement about this. <laughs> and it's funny because it sounds like Carolina's kind of in my on my side of things. Kaylin was like, I want a, a wedding ring of a certain size. And I said, well, don't you think that's like a little too big? Don't you think you want like a cute, minimalistic, smaller one? And Kayla made a good point. She's like, I don't care what you think. I want what I want. And I was like, yep, absolutely. I can't even argue against your own taste. That's silly of me to do. But I agree. Some of these rings nowadays do look like Super Bowl rings with the size of the ring. Do you agree or disagree? Totally disagree. And this woman says that it has a very intricate setting. So it's not that the ring is bulky. It's the setting is different and she can't find a band to adapt to that setting. I see. And it, never mind. No, please. No, I, we have this replacement ring, which is what a replica of the old ring. Yeah. So why would I want anything different? Um, you lost your train of thought. No, I don't really understand your point of argument, but, it's okay, we can move on. but let me ask you this. Uh, can I look at your ring real quick? Do you, is there anything that you don't like about your replica ring right now? Yeah. What? Um, it, it's a little too thin, the band, and I, I wanted a bezel setting, but the person who made it just like made it, and he's like, I wanted you to actually see it in person made. So I would have preferred bezel, but I don't mind the prongs. I thought I would hate the prongs. And what is a bezel setting? A bezel setting, I don't have it on, but bezel means it's like the gold goes all the way around rather than having four prongs folded in. Okay. And does that mean that the gemstone will sit above the ring a little bit because it has to sit into the bezel no actually i think it goes lower see how this is i think it goes lower okay cool i think i knocked i think i knocked it out of the park okay i can't wait to see it when do i get to see it uh yeah (laughs) yeah well i was thinking about how i wanted to present you with your new ring i'm not going to re-propose but i will make it uh an event spicy (laughs) it's not gonna be spicy it's just it's, it's big moment you know I, it's funny, actually. I, I hid the ring this morning. No, you didn't. <laughs> Dean, are you freaking kidding me? Dean, 
<laughs> I got back from South America today, and the ring was oh shipped to me in a box. And Kaylin, I told Kaylin not to open it, obviously. We move in literally 20 days. Yeah. And Jeez. Kaylin was in the shower this morning, and I opened the box, took the ring out, and I put it in a secret hiding spot. <laughs> and I was putting it. I was like, oh, I would normally put it here, but let me put it here because Dude, I'm not going to forget where I put it. it I won't open it. I The ring was shipped to me. And I still haven't opened it. I waited for you to come. Of course, because it's So my, tell me where you hit it. It's my package. Tell me where you it's hit it. unlawful to open someone else's mail. I hit it and <laughs> put it there. I was like, oh, I really hope I don't forget where I put it this time. So uh, maybe, I can maybe I can refer back to this podcast if it does get lost. No, tell me. I know where it is. It's yes, okay. Jackson. It's okay. We're moving out of the apartment in eight days. And so I'm not going to lose remembrance of where it is in eight days. Yeah, sorry. All right, moving on to the next one. Do you want to read one? Oh, my goodness. Yes. Steph emailed us and said, Hey, everyone. I recently recently got engaged in the beginning of February 2023. Congratulations, Steph. And I have never been to a wedding, nor have I ever planned one. Any suggestions or tips because we're planning to have a small wedding, 50 to 70 people, and want it to be affordable. We're planning to get married between February to April 2024. When should I ask my bridesmaids, groomsmen? And I know everyone's different, but would love some recommendations. Well, I think you're asking the wrong people about how to have a cheap wedding because... Kaylin has very expensive taste. I do not. I am very frugal. And I think I'm doing a great job at keeping our wedding at the budget we agreed at. What do you think our, what do you think our final price for the wedding is going to be? I don't want to say. Just say it. Financial transparency, I think, is very important. And you can be honest. $55? Exactly. <laughs> Kaylin thinks it's going to cost $50,000. I think it's 0% chance going to cost that. No, I'm doing a very great job cutting corners everywhere I can. I'm making this wedding so affordable. Yeah, but also the owner of our venue is a complete jerk. And I don't know if we can say that right now. I don't care if he knows that I think he's a jerk. He keeps trying to nickel and dime us on certain things, and it's so annoying. But for Steph, you want to have a low-cost wedding. I've seen so many. It's funny, my TikTok comes up with like wedding ideas. One of the things was they created this cake out of like paper mache and then they put just the slice that they want to cut in the cake. And so you just cut that one part where the cake is and you save thousands of dollars just on the cake. Wait, that's smart. You do your cake tasting. We're doing a virtual cake tasting tonight. You have them send you the slice. You don't have to pay for the cake. Yeah. And I want to, I, I recommend cost saving ideas all the time to Kaylin, but Kaylin's like not into it because my cost saving ideas involve like, I don't know, cutting corners, if you want to use that phrase. And I understand like it's a once in a lifetime thing. So we're going to do it right the first time and only time. Um, but it's tough. 50 to 70, you say that's small. That seems pretty big to me. We're having like 90. And I thought that was small. But it, it's now feeling very large. Yeah, I have some advice for you, Steph. Going back to TikTok, there are a lot of frugal people on TikTok sharing like the best ways to save money at your wedding and, and what they did. So TikTok is a great place. Um, just look at wedding TikTok and I feel like it's all about how to save. And ask your friends. I feel like we all have friends in different areas who like excel in different ways who can help out. Like maybe you have someone who's musically gifted and could perform or just people that can help out. Maybe you have a photographer friend that could do it for free or, or cheaper. And um, if you can't find a photographer friend, and thank you so much for emailing us. I'll shoot your wedding for you for free. He can't guarantee that because he doesn't even know his own schedule. Yeah, I'll just block off next year, February to April, all of that, those three months. I'll shoot a wedding for free. Why not? Steph, I appreciate you emailing us. I've never shot a wedding. They might not be great, but I would absolutely be honored to do that for you. 
he has shot one wedding and the photos actually he, he never got the photos to the bride and groom. I did. Yes, I sent them to him. When? Last time I talked to Avery, she said you didn't send what him. What was that? Well, the last time I saw Avery with I, you. Thanksgiving. I've still got them. I've definitely sent them to Ross. But so Ross never sent them to Avery. Yeah, of course it's Ross. He would never do that. So Steph, if you want to save money on a photographer, I'm your guy. Um, and yeah, there are cost cutting ways to do that. Uh, I would, I really wanted to get like a bunch of food trucks for our wedding. I think that'd be really cool, but, but our freaking venue guy won't let us do that. Exactly. There, there are ways. I think, uh, I think you'll figure it out. I think maybe those, that's some good advice for her. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another. And every time after that, it's taking long walks together in the summer gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing Black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing Black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots. 
the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. M from Georgia says, I'm getting engaged soon. It's not a surprise. And I'm debating if I want photos of the actual proposal moment. Pro, have the photo if I want it. This is an if since I don't do social media, scrapbooking, etc. And I don't have a use for it unless it turns out really well and we hang it on the wall. Con, another person would be there during our intimate moment. Or it's a camera on a tripod and the quality may be terrible. Thoughts, advice, please help. You came to the perfect place because my fiance photographed our proposal. Yeah, I, I, but she just said she doesn't want a tripod because the photos might not be of a good quality. I mean, if you set up a tripod with an iPhone um, with the back facing camera, it's going to be it's not going to be perfect quality, but it'll, it'll be good enough to at least be able to look back on that moment. Yeah, I mean, I have a lot of experience, I guess, with a tripod and a camera. So maybe that's why ours didn't turn out that bad. But it's definitely doable. And I agree with you. Like if you're going to get engaged, you want it to be a private, intimate moment. And it's kind of weird, especially if you, they have like a DSLR and you can hear the camera shutter over and over again during a very private moment. I will say we did photograph his brother and his now wife's um, proposal. And the wife, now wife, turned around and saw us hiding in bushes and it ruined the moment maybe a little bit. Well, she was just like, what are those creeps doing in a bush? Not realizing that it was us. And then eventually she realized that it was us. And then she looked over at my brother and realized what he was doing. And it it might have yet deteriorated from the moment a little bit, but... I do think that the pictures turned out really great um, and they were happy to have them. I do think if you want to do it that way, just kind of get familiar with how the camera is going to work and, you know, set up the shot beforehand and then go out and do your thing. Um, just like kind of some pre-planning always goes a long way. And interval timer shooting is a big thing. Like that's how I did it on my camera. It would set, I set the camera up, set the focus location up and then did like a photo every two seconds. And then so for the next 10 minutes, every two seconds, a photo was being taken. And so it didn't really miss any, any big moments. So that's my advice. I think that's the best way to do it is to set up your own camera and do it that way. So we have an anonymous person emailing in saying, I'm having trouble deciding on my maid of honor. My bridal party is going to consist of my four friends from high school, a close friend I met through my fiance and my sister. I don't want to pick between the four friends from high school. So it comes down to the other two. I feel like my sister is the obvious choice, but she's 10 years older. And while we're close, we're not best friends. My roommate and I tell each other pretty much everything. She knows my fiance well and probably knows our relationship better than anyone. I feel like that would make She would make a fantastic speech. I'm struggling between choosing her for that reason, since she knows us best as a couple, or choosing my sister because she's my sister. And I won't ever regret that. I think you kind of answered your own question in this email or in your question. I think it should be your friend if she knows you best as a couple and she knows you tell her everything. Like she knows the ins and outs of your relationship. She knows when you guys have fought and when you've made up and just like all of the things a maid of honor should know. And I agree. I think she would make a great speech. Yeah. um, My oldest brother is one of my best friends. And at his wedding, I was just a groomsman and not the best man. And I think that's kind of exactly what you're dealing with. He had his best friend be the best man. I don't think he gave a speech. Yeah, He gave a speech. He did give a speech. 
uh, which I was grateful for. I'm not a big speech giver. So, and I wasn't like offended by him choosing. I knew that he was his best friend. And so I was never, I was just happy to be part of the moment. So I, as a sibling, was not offended to not be the best man. And I think that your sister would be completely understanding of you choosing your best friend to be your uh, maid of honor rather than just a bridesmaid. So I think, like Kaylin said, you kind of answered your question in the email. And I think that you should go with your best friend because like you said, she knows you guys best and would probably be the best option for you. All right. Last email, also from Anonymous. This one's long, folks, so buckle up. Sorry for having to listen to my voice for so long. This person says, I'm a married person, 33 male, and my spouse is 39 female. We have a seven-year-old child. Two days ago, I happened to, not purposefully, see her texting and deleting a phone conversation. A hotel from photo details and the directions to the hotel. The conversation was deleted by my wife. I found this to be very suspicious because they were hotel details and also she deleted the conversation. In addition, there were several very odd things that are happening recently around her. Buying more clothes than usual and dressing up more. Coming back at 3 a.m. every week, citing she was hanging out with friends. Right before she texted the hotel room details, she turned off the house's CCTV camera so that I could not record her texting the messages. Even put on a privacy phone screen protector so that people can't see what's on her phone from an angle. Recently, whenever she texts, she would move far away from me or to another room. However, if I ask her upfront about the text, I think that she would decline any cheating as people would always decline any wrongdoing. I also do not have any hard evidence on hand, but have only seen these messages. Do you think I am expecting too much or suspecting too much? Or am I right to suspect something fishy is going on? What do you think my next step should be? Should we go to a family therapist? Actually, I'm not even sure what kind of outcome slash goal I want yet or whether I want divorce or to continue with the relationship. Oh my gosh, trust your gut. It's hard because you have a kid and you're married. So I can't even imagine how difficult that must be. But I think going to a therapist is probably the best way to like address these concerns with a professional there and kind of navigate the relationship from there. Yeah, I would say a therapist is always a good option. Um, And it's nice to have a therapist because they are trained to deal with these types of situations and talking to a third person about an issue that you're dealing with your partner kind of helps takes the stress off of you having to talk to them directly about it and kind of giving them the chance to, I guess, like rebuttal and and call you crazy or whatever it might be. So having that third person there helps uh, diffuse the situation and maybe would help her be more honest and forthright about what potentially could be going on. But yeah, I mean, if all the things that you said are true, it's pretty, uh, pretty suspect. And I would be pretty worried about it too, if I were you. Just reminds me of the Vanderpump drama. I'm like, get out of this relationship. But again, you have a seven-year-old kid and it's a little bit difficult, but all the signs are pointing to this person is cheating and... I would do my best to address it as soon as possible. Yeah. But also you don't want to, you don't want to accuse her of something and be wrong. I had a a girlfriend in high school and I accused her of cheating on me. Have I told you this before? I think I have. And I had a girlfriend in high school and accused her of cheating on me and she was cheating on me, but she, she would always say, if she would say, if you're accusing me of cheating, of cheating, I'm not cheating, but I should be cheating because if you're going to think that I'm cheating anyways, I might as well get the satisfaction of cheating if I'm being accused for it anyways, you know? She is crazy. And you know what? It's funny because it makes a lot of sense to me. Like, I agree with her. I mean, it sucks that she was cheating and my gut instinct was correct, but I see where she's coming from. And she is a yes, yeah, shitty person for doing that in the first place, but like... You agree with her? Well, like, my, my point is like, if I'm accusing someone of doing something and they're not doing it, 
they might as well be doing it because I'm accusing of them anyways. You know, I think that's like a little that's a way a sociopath would think for me, for her. That's crazy. Yeah, that's not normal. She could definitely be a sociopath. And I was in high school. I didn't know any better, but it made it made sense to me. And so I was like, fine, I'll stop accusing you of cheating. She was cheating and on with multiple other people. <laughs> and uh, I guess more or less that story in, in regards to this email is my gut was right. And yet I let my, um, my, my heart steer me otherwise. And I should have trusted my gut a little bit more. I would have gotten to the conclusion a lot faster. But yeah, I would say trust your gut, go to therapy. Um, and that's a tough situation, man, especially with the kid. Thankfully, we didn't have kids, of course, at the time in high school. But um, that's, that's really tough. But these are really good emails. Thank you, guys. These were great emails. I hope we answered your questions to the best of our ability. And hopefully next time, Jared will be there to give his advice as well. And don't forget to email us at newlyweds at iheartradio.com. That is newlyweds at iheartradio.com. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. Sorry for my lack of, uh, of enthusiasm. enthusiasm. I don't have the pizzazz today. I'm sick. I'm jet lagged. Okay, you bring the pizzazz like 98% of the time. It was my first night home last night. Kaylin didn't want to cuddle with me all night. It was really sad. No. <laughs> We're not going to get into this. Kaylin wouldn't cuddle me. I'm just really sad. I cuddled him all night. No, no, it's okay. I tried to put on a TV show at like 4 a.m. this morning because I couldn't sleep because I'm jet lagged. And Kaylin said, turn off that stinking TV I said, hey, can you please turn your TV show off? <laughs> and so I just laid in bed for three hours until our alarms went off at 7 a.m. Um, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Why don't you wrap us up? Oh, I thought I just did. That's going to do it for this week's episode of emails. Big thank you guys to Anonymous. Anonymous again. M from Georgia, Carolina, and Steph. Steph. Um, keep the emails coming. Newlyweds at iHeartRadio.com. Be sure to tune in next week where maybe we suck just a little bit less. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at help we suck at being newlyweds. And email us at newlyweds at iHeartRadio.com. Make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. We'll see you next time. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots. 
the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.